Welcome to the Queer Conversation podcast brought to you by Lottel Media, a show where we discuss all things queer. I am your host, Silke Bader, a publisher and producer in the LGBTQI space in Australia for the past 30 years. Welcome to Queer Conversation. I'm in the virtual studio today with um, Nicole Mowbray from the uh, Lesbian Action Group and also the LGB Alliance. I reached out to you because the Lesbian Action Group has put in an application for an exemption to run the event as a lesbian-only event. Can you just give us a quick overview about the Lesbian Action Group? and then talk to us about that exemption and what that in involved. So I guess we're what you'd call lesbian elders. Um, we've sort of come from the heyday of the sort of 70s, 80s and 90s when there was loads of lesbian-only events. Um, personally, I came out in 1986 as a teenager to a thriving lesbian community in Melbourne. Uh, and we've basically watched that being completely subsumed under the queer umbrella uh, to the point where there's virtually no lesbian-only events in existence anymore. Um, LGB Alliance Australia have done an uh, interactive map that shows what was um, available to lesbians in the heyday and what is now currently available. And it's it's disturbing, to be quite honest. Um, so the group, the group, the Lesbian Action Group uh, came to being in 1978, I think, and, and they sort of haven't done much until recently and sort of reformed. Um, and uh, because we're really, really distressed and really disturbed that females can no longer um, meet in, in lesbian-only space without getting a legal permission <laughs> Um, to hold a public event. So we've basically been underground for the last 20 odd years, um, having female only events underground uh, in a closed network. And we're really concerned that young lesbians have nowhere to go. Their communities disappeared under a queer umbrella. That's, that's basically why the groups come around. We want, we want to be able to run female only events again. Um, as I said, we used to, you could go out every night of the week in Melbourne and it was probably the same in Sydney and go to a lesbian only event. Um, now you can't, there's just nothing. Lottle has done a quick survey just last week after the news came out to just sort of gauge the feeling of the Lottle readership and 86% favoured your application. Quality Australia put out a press release with not supporting your application and rallying up a whole group of community organizations, basically making a stand that they're not supporting your application. So we've got a lot of community organizations that are um, obviously on a different journey than the lesbian community. Absolutely. And I would go so far to say, Silka, that mainstream rainbow organisations are actively working against the LGB. And this is just one example of that. Um, we've been told that it's a divisive stunt by the CEO of the Pride Centre in Victoria. Lesbians wanting to hold a lesbian event at what's 
a government-funded organisation um, being told that, that we can't, A, we can't, and B, that it's a divisive stunt. It's it just it's astonishing. Um, we are not transphobes. We are not anti-trans. We just want to be able to have our own events. And what is even more astonishing is that the Pride Centre have trans-only events, <laughs> which we fully support, you know? Go for your lives. Have trans-only events. That's fine with us. We don't feel left out. But when lesbians want to have a, a lesbian-only event, it's it's total homophobia in that respect. We're not, we're, we've been told we're not allowed to, which is just astonishing. How is the trans community reacting? The number of trans groups that have written to the Australian Human Rights Commission just, you know, um, bagging our exemption submission is really quite alarming. Why do they hate lesbians so much? <laughs> why don't they want? Why don't they want? Why aren't they happy for lesbians to have their own events like we used to in the heyday? And nobody batted an eyelid. And then the laws changed, and we had to go for this exemption um, in order to have a publicly, you know, publicly uh, known about public event, basically. Uh, and and it's terrible. It's a terrible state of affairs, it really is. Have you had the chance to sit down with some other community organizations and kind of um, try to, to workshop or brainstorm a solution? We would love to, but they won't meet with us. <laughs> they just, uh, <laughs> they, we've, we've asked um, the Pride Centre to have a meeting with us. They are not prepared to meet with us until the exemption's been decided. We're being told by, you know, the corporate rainbow community that is government funded, so this is government sanctioned homophobia, um, that we can't do what we want to do. That, you know, under the guise of diversity and inclusivity, they're hiding behind that. Um, and saying that we can't have our own functions because it's not diverse and inclusive enough. What support have you had? Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, it's been phenomenal. We've had support from around the world. We've had, um, we've had various lesbian organisations from around the world contact us with support and they've written letters of support to the Human Rights Commission as well. We've been blown away by the support. This is a worldwide problem in the Western world, you know. This isn't just happening in Australia, it's happening all over the place for lesbians. And for, for within Australia and within um, community organisations, have you, could you list any community groups that have officially supported you? Any mainstream rainbow organisation has been deadly silent except in writing submissions to the Human Rights Commission to not be supportive of our exemption. So it's, it's smaller like lesbian groups and women's groups, women's feminist groups have been very, very supportive. Um, but mainstream rainbow organisations, not at all supportive. And LGB Alliance have recently done a survey as well. And 95% of the survey respondents said they do not feel supported by mainstream rainbow organisations and they do not feel safe going into mainstream rainbow organisations. Um, it is a problem. They are not 
they are not looking after the LGB part of the alphabet soup. We were hoping uh, to run something to celebrate International Lesbian Day on the 8th of October at the Pride Centre because that seemed to be the obvious place. It's a community centre for LGB people. Uh, we were hoping to have the exemption by that time. Uh, the Pride Centre have knocked back our booking because it's not diverse and inclusive. Uh, so we won't be holding anything at the Pride Centre. <laughs> um, the actual exemption, um, that was, that's actually available online and so are the, the letters of support and the letters against. So um, that makes for interesting reading. So the actual written exemption is up there. That was written by one of the elders of the lesbian community and um, who's, she's done this before in like, you know, 20 years ago. Um, so that's all, that's all available to be seen. So I gather what happens now is the Human Rights Commission, and this is the Federal Human Rights Commission, not the state, because there's a state one as well. Uh, they go through, I guess, all the submissions and then they make a decision one way or the other. We're actually not confident that it's going to be approved just because that's the way things are, you know, for lesbians at the moment. Um, and if that's the case, we will have to, well, we're getting some legal advice um, and then we will see what the next step is. We would hope that, that heterosexual people and gay men and trans people would respect lesbians' need for their own space for International Lesbian Day. <laughs> and it is all about respect. Uh, you know, back in the day when it, when it just was the, the gay and lesbian community, lesbians respected gay men's needs for their own space and gay men respected our need for our own space and we happily came together in mixed space. That's all we want again now. I know there are a lot of trans people out there who would be respectful. You just need them to become your spokespeople for their community, to just say, hey, you know, everybody stop now for a minute. This is, you know, something that um, should be discussed and respected. We don't want this conflict. We just want to be able to do our own thing and, and, and be respected to, to, to do our own thing. If this is going to be approved, then this will be a, um, you know, a, a first. It would open the door for um, perhaps to rebuild the lesbian-only events in Australia. Hopefully, hopefully that's the case. There have been exemptions granted to Muslim women for, for female-only events, so they can have um, women's swimming nights for Muslim women. Um, so it has been done before and it can be done again, hopefully. Well, Nicole, make sure to keep us up to date Still with what, what will happen hopefully in the next few weeks before Interna International Lesbian Day. Yeah. That would be really good. Yeah, and really, thanks for having us on. Really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, or Facebook using the tag at Media, or head over to our website 
L-O-T-L.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.